So when you try to push a natural born leader um, into working for somebody else, there's always going to be that conflict. So you need to teach them that there's another way. Hello and welcome to the Make an Impact podcast with me, Heidi Fisher. It's too complicated to measure our impact. We don't have the resources. Nobody cares. We can't afford it. Yes, you can. And yes, you must. And in the Make an Impact podcast, Heidi Fisher explores how organisations put impact at the heart of what they do and how you can too. True Cadence is a music business social enterprise that provides learning, mentoring and artistic development to young people from under-resourced communities. Manny Ebikosia, its founder, is a multi-genre and multilingual recording artist and songwriter too. And in this episode, he tells Heidi about how True Cadence supports people through tailored music business training and engagement activities. Hi, Manny. Thank you for joining me today. I would like to just start with asking you why you set up True Cadence and what you're trying to achieve through it. Um, yeah, like a True Cadence for me, um, I just really, you know, looked around and I saw that quite a lot of services were being provided for young people in terms of you know come do your recording and go home but then what happens to that recording afterwards so there was really no one teaching them the business side of the music industry and they're diving into it without really knowing what they're going into because the music industry can be quite tricky it's just like you know it just takes a little bit of a slip up for you not to be able to have the rights to perform your own songs yeah so um yeah so it's just mainly you know to teach them the business side of the music industry and um also my personal experience with music as well and my relationship with music so that's a you know that's a passionate factor for myself okay so you said there about your personal experience and relationship with music what what's that then Uh, yeah I think um well music for me has always been you know more like a savior you know that it it's always been been my my main mode of expression so which is why um when I'm pushing through cadence I push it um, as a platform for for form artistic expression so because I wrote my own song, like I wrote my very first song when I was was up thirteen years old, and um, like you know, and um, I was going through a lot of things at the time: bullying at school, racism. You know, um, I mean, I grew up Penn Barking and Dagnam at a time where, like, it, it was mostly white populated. So um, I had my share of racism. I had my share of bullying at school and stuff, and um, I felt like music was my escape through all that so being able to put my thoughts on paper really changed a lot of things for me and I felt like this was you know my chance to basically give all the young people the same opportunity. Wow that sounds um like like you say music was your savior essentially yeah. got you through those those tough times um yeah. so in in terms of the the activities that you deliver how has the the current coronavirus affected what you've been doing? Yeah, it's uh, like it's affected it immensely because there's really 
like you cannot compare that face-to-face interaction like you know like with the virtual aspects of things so um I have like delivered a couple of programs virtually, um, which was a success. So um, like the most recent one was a songwriting and recording projects that I did um, with um, a group of kids between seven and 13 years old. And um, yeah, it was a good experience, but, but not like but nothing compares to that face-to-face interaction because being able to take them to a proper recording studio like the sound recording would be so much better than recording it um, over zoom yeah so it really takes away you know that um, intimacy aspect of music because music is an intimate experience at the end of the day so like you really want to be able to connect with your um, inner self so um yeah so i think with the coronavirus is just like like um, everyone is just really trying to get on with it the best way that they know how and hopefully you know we get out of this soon yeah definitely uh, hopefully it, w- it won't be much longer like this you, you talked there about being in the the music studios and yes. um doing proper recording can you share a little bit more about what that's actually like? Um, yeah, it's um, <laughs> you know, like it's something that you really have to feel. Um, even if you're not an artist yourself, just being in that environment and you know, and watching a record go from practically nothing to what you hear on the radio, that you know, like it's just such a it's just such a beautiful experience from the sound, from every instrumental, you know, like um, the recording I actually did on the latest program, like with the kids, like we, we had a lot of conversation about feelings and expression and some of the, the things they said actually made it to the record. <laughs> yeah. So, and um, like, yeah, some of the things I said made it to the record um, as an intro and it's just so beautiful to hear like, you know, something so passive just come to life. Yeah. And um, like, yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, it, it's an experience that, that um, I would have to take you to the studio with me for you to truly feel it. But yeah, it, it is a beautiful feeling. Okay. Yeah, I I I need um some editing of my voice. I don't have a singing voice, so I have to be like most um pop stars where they they start with their out of tone singing and then it ends up as this beautiful sounding uh, record. Uh, and worry. then you perform live, you realise that actually most of them couldn't sing enough. Yeah, you'll be, be all right. <laughs> oh, like, you'll be all right. Trust me, there are worse singers out there. I'm sure that you. When my son was little, when he was, he, he wasn't even two, and I, I started singing to him, and he, he said, Mummy, stop, and put his hands <laughs> over my mouth. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'd probably be better at doing something like a rap. Or, or like poetry to music yeah um, I can definitely t- teach you how to drop a few bars we can do that for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and don't ask me to play any instruments either. <laughs> so, uh, yeah music is not my my thing which is why I'm quite interested to to understand like how how it kind of impacts on your life mm. yeah. yeah like the thing is music is and everything that we do you know but 
the only difference is that um, everyone connects to music differently. You know, like the same way you could be in absolute peace and serenity, you're in your own headspace and someone starts walking around in high heels, for example. So there are two different types of people. You can either be disturbed by that or you could make music to the sound of the footsteps. Yeah, so it just depends on how you connect with it from, you know, like from cars honking, like, you know, from people walking around, from from people on a playground. It's just it just depends on how you connect with the music. So everything to do with sound is ultimately music. So, you know, yeah, so it just depends on how you cultivate that sound. You know, and that would be, you know, the soundtrack to your soul, really. Wow. <laughs> I don't know how to follow that. <laughs> soundtrack to your soul. Wow. When, when you're working with um, young people, yeah. you, you talked about you trying to educate them about the music industry. Do you notice other changes and differences that, that it makes to their life in a, a wider sense beyond beyond the music? Yes, um, absolutely. I think I find that, you know, that, they are more confident, you know, and um, like their mental health is improved because one thing that I really push when it comes to music is express yourself, express yourself. Like, you know, the best way to, you know how, use your art to express how you feel. And you find that young people are more vocal when it comes to music, when it comes to art. Like they might not be the most incredible artist in the world, but the fact that they are willing to use that as a mode of expression, it goes a long way for their mental health. Like, you know, yeah, so just having that avenue, like you find that, you know, they behave differently, like they have a, a more of a positive attitude and, you know, like they engage in less risk-taking behavior because now they're going from, from just simply making a record to now knowing their self-worth, to now being able to like to now being able to understand that their talent actually means something, that there are people making millions from that talent. Yeah. And I think like the 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 great thing about it is, you know, we're not just teaching them to be an artist or be the next business thing, like or be the next biggest thing. No, we are teaching them that there are different sides of the music industry. You don't have to be a rapper. You don't have to be a singer. You can be an artist manager. You could be a tour manager. Like you could be, be, a, be a, an A&R scout going out there looking for artists. Like, so there are different jobs in the music industry that you can do. Yeah. So I find that, you know, that they just develop a greater sense of confidence. And even the ones that are going into music as artists, they are a lot more prepared now because they know exactly what to expect. One of the things that I always find quite interesting is that schools um, invest less and less in, in music as, mm-hmm. as you know we've moved forward over the perhaps the last 10, 15 years, perhaps longer. Music has, has sort of shrunk in terms of its importance in, in yeah. terms of education. How do you kind of view that? And, and what, um, what would you try and do about it? <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I think it's very unfortunate that as a society we're going backwards, you know. So because we are 
we are implementing things that children like that young people don't really need as much and we are are taking away things that they need look at how many youth centers closed down like within the past few years you know and young people that went to the same secondary school I went to they're still using the same curriculum as what I used when I finished in 2006 (laughs) you know like they're still using the same curriculum so so why are we not not teaching young people how to be young entrepreneurs why are we pushing them through the same lane of go in come out and work for somebody like you know yeah so it's like they're just being used as tools to fuel the um, economy meanwhile some of them are natural born leaders so when you try to push a natural born leader um, into working for somebody else there's always going to be that conflict so you need to teach them that there's another way to go and they can contribute to the economy in other ways by being bosses themselves. But going back back to your question in terms of the music itself, that, you know, it is such a shame that, you know, that schools are not valuing the impact of music. We are talking about like, you know, like an industry that's worth billions of pounds. Like, you know, like, so, so even like, there wouldn't be no events industry without music because Music events are like bringing the most revenue into the like into this very economy. Yeah, so it's just they really need to value it more. And a part of what I intend on doing about it is being able to take you know my services to school and you know pitch it to them. But at the end of the day, like you can you know take a horse to the stream, but you can't force the horse to drink. So you know, but I will do my part by voicing you know that opinion by voicing the fact that you know young people need more like they need a lot more than that like they need to come out of school prepared they need to come out of university prepared like they need to know exactly you know especially the ones that that don't even have the um, opportunity like we have the the young people that are not in formal um, education or or training uh, you know like we need to do more for them, especially those talented ones as well. We need to make sure that we support their dream. Definitely. What are your plans for the future? Oh, man. Yeah. So, um, yeah, for me, you know, like my plans is just growing, you know, like a true cadence. And um, for me, true cadence, you know, will grow as much as much as I'm growing as well you know yeah so um, I do intend on releasing some new music personally you know and um, True Cadence will always be on my back regardless of what I do because you know that's my baby that is something that I truly believe in yeah so um, yeah but the ultimate goal for me would be to able to have you know TC as an avenue you know, I'm into formal um, education. Um, I want universities, colleges to be confident that whoever takes takes this course, you know, that they know what they're doing and they deserve an admission um, into the next music university or into the next music specialist college. Yeah, so I think that would be the, the um, ultimate goal, really, to have it truly 
recognized in the music industry. So are you going to be setting up your own um, music college? <laughs> oh man, yeah, that, that would be absolutely amazing. Yes, of course. Like, you know, I mean, there's this something, you know, that is very, very possible. So I try to, um, you know, I, I try to allow life to surprise me while putting in the hard work because we live in a world whereby you don't always, you know, get, what you deserve but that doesn't mean you should ever stop fighting like you know and there are some some heavyweights out there um in the um, industry that have you know backing from major record labels but from a working class community we all know how that works it's more of um to tick boxes that yes we do have this csr activity that's all it is like you know but when you truly look into what they are doing you find out the young people that need those services are not really being supported yeah so now it's you know I feel like I'm in a position to to speak for the smaller people because I'm a small person myself so um yeah so it's, it's just really trying to build that relationship like you know like with everybody and just bringing them everyone together to be able to build that bridge because Without that bridge, neither of us can cross over. You talked there about some of the, the challenges within the, the music industry. For you personally, through um, setting up True Cadence, what, what's been the, the biggest challenge that you've faced? Um, yeah, that's a really, really, really good one. Um, yeah, so I think the biggest challenge for me, you know, at the very, very beginning was it was more like self-doubt. I think that was just sort of how it started, you know, because not everyone will believe in what you're doing. You know, not everyone will believe in what what you're doing. And one question that will always pop up would be, you know, what makes you different from all the bigger organizations pro- providing this service? And, you know, and I've been lucky enough to be supported by the right people. You know, social arc. I love Lisa. She's my second mom. You know, yeah. So there's a lot of people that say she's their second mom. So yes. she's got a, a, a whole uh, load of adopted children. Oh, <laughs> they will have to fight me for Lisa first. Um, yeah. So you know, it's like um, I've been lucky enough to be surrounded and supported by the right people. You know, and um, being able to continue push myself like you know yeah so I think the the hardest bit um, initially is just just being able to see past 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 some other people's doubts because that contributes to your self-doubt so but the more you push yourself you know look because I set certain goals for myself like to um, overcome those challenges so like so um, I would say you will get more from me based on how I am overcame those challenges than the challenges themselves because I'm over the years I have you know trained myself to focus on the solution rather than the problem you know the problem will never go away like you acknowledge the problem but don't make that your focus that's just how I've like you know trained my mind for the past few years it's not an easy thing to do because we do have a lot of negativity that are passed on by our peers so but just being able to teach yourself to see beyond that 
So um, I never focus on a problem now. Now, um, I acknowledge the problem, but what's the solution? So I set lots of goals for myself. You know, like, yes, it's hard because when I started setting up True Cadence, um, I was actually doing my master's um, as I am now. So it, it was really challenging, like it was really challenging being able to like juggle everything. But then I thought to myself, you know what? This is what I want. I'm going to have to go for it. So I set a list of goals for myself. I knew I wanted to be a course rep. You know, I knew that I had, you know, that leadership spirit in me. You know, um, I didn't just want to be a course rep because being a course rep sounded good to me. No, I became a, a, a course rep for that course because I felt like, you know, like no one can represent me as much as I can represent others. And, you know, and um, I think um, everyone else saw that drive and they voted for me to be a course rep. Fantastic. And the next goal for me was to use that position as a course rep to speak out for other students, you know, while getting close to my tutors. And luckily enough, um, it, a lot of, you know, my lecturers, they value what True Cadence is doing. And um, yeah, they are um, actually letting me do a project-based dissertation. So, so, so part of my dissertation is fully setting up True Cadence. <laughs> yeah. So, um, like, you yes, that one <laughs> yes. So it's just being able to, it's just being able to get that support. Like, yeah, because I'm a lot. A lot of people don't understand the importance of supporting somebody. Most of the time, you know, like young people, we have the drive in us, we have the fire in us, you know, like, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. The money is nice, you know, but, <laughs> but the money is nothing without the support. Like we need that support. We need that belief. We need, you know, that, like, we need that person there to, to support and constructively criticize. We need that person there. Like, you know, yeah, so um, it's important to have that support system. And um, that's really um, how I um, overcame a lot of, you know, those challenges. I still have quite a few because being new in the um, social enterprise, you know, world, um, I don't know it all. Um, I'm still learning, which is why I hold on to certain people like yourself, Queen of Impacts. <laughs> you know? I think, um, um, yeah, I, I think Lisa sort of um, got me and that's it now. I'm, yes. I'm <laughs> yeah, Lisa pushed you as the Queen of Impacts and I was like, yes, I need some of that in my corner. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah so, like, it's, it's just being able to um, to um, have the right people. The challenges are still there, both, you know, both, physically both mentally um, and emotionally because there are certain things that you want to do and you don't really know how and you know and some of the people that you count on for support they have a lot of other people to support like you know yeah so you find that I'm not a lazy person I'm someone who comes to uh like if we're meant to be having some sort of training I'm someone who comes with something written down already and um, I do my own research like you know yeah because um, I don't want to 
feel like I'm taking a mick out of your time. Like, no, I have to come prepared. Like, you know, yeah. So, so it does get a bit difficult at times, but the challenges never really end. But just how you prepare for it, like, you just have to be forward thinking, really. Thank you, Manny. It's been amazing talking to you today. But just before we go, do you want to share um, your website and or social media links so if people want to find out more about True Cadence, they can? Yes, um, absolutely. Yes. So um, the website is currently under construction. It's going to be running soon, but it's www.truecadence.org. And then on social media is at True Cadence UK. So we're on... We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram and LinkedIn. So you can find us on any of those platforms. Yeah. Perfect. I thought the list of social media was, was going to go on like for about 15 or 20 different things. And I was going to be like, I don't, even, I don't think I've even heard of that platform for social media um, no just those, is, those are the basics <laughs> yeah, this, this is going to be my education through um interviewing young social entrepreneurs is you know i find all these social media platforms that i didn't even know existed <laughs> yeah definitely definitely and um yeah i think it's, it's just i'm all about um having you know the right ones for your activities because some companies don't need a youtube channel but they have one anyway that you know um we do have a youtube channel because because a lot of the things we do are visual yeah so like we're gonna put it on there but it all goes back to the social media um, and the websites anyway so yeah there will always be that backlink cool thank you so much it's been fantastic talking to you you're very welcome likewise thanks for having me You've been listening to the Make an Impact podcast with me, Heidi Fisher. If you've enjoyed the podcast, why not leave a review or rating? And if you'd like to be on the show, then please get in touch via my website, makeanimpactcic.co.uk. Thank you for listening.